Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Time and Attention, the podcast dedicated to helping you become a better, more intentional human being. I'm the host of the show, Chris Bailey. This is episode number 65, Leaning on Others. been a while. Yeah. When was the last time you were on the podcast? I don't remember. I think it was the new podcast art. New podcast art. Who dis? Yeah. So it's been a little while. It was was kind of jarring. Uh, We were listening to an old episode in preparation for this one for the old artwork to come up. Man, was it... uh... Is the new one ever better? Yes. Huge improvement (laughs) in the new artwork. Yeah. Version 2.0 of the podcast. It's exciting. Yeah. We leaned on people in in coming up with that artwork. Our uh, lovely designer friend, Anna. Uh, our lovely uh, friend of the show, Rebecca, who suggested the the name. Rebecca sent you a couple books. Hopefully you get them soon. Uh, but that is indeed the topic of this week's episode, Leaning on Others. Yes. Nice segue. You've um, been doing a lot of this. I have. So it's been a particularly busy time. There's a reason in- <laughs> we, we, we lined up two interviews and a short five-minute episode is the last three episodes of the podcast, let's just say. Yeah, I've been, I know everybody says, oh, it's been such a busy time, but this has probably been the most busy I've been in my entire life. And yeah. I have been in school and working three jobs for literally the last six years. And this <laughs> is the most busy I have been since... I started university or since I've been alive. Are you going to have a little breakdown on the podcast? No, No? I'm feeling really good actually. And largely because I did really lean on others where I needed to and where I could to make the whole process a little easier. Hi. Yes, especially you. You deserve a bit of a medal for uh, all the work you've done supporting me in the last couple months. So uh, to give a little context on why I've been so particularly busy in the last two months. MIA from the podcast. MIA from basically everything (laughs) other than my desk, to be totally honest, um, is that so in economics, I'm finishing my PhD in economics and in the field of economics, they have a very centralized process for the job market for post PhD options. So you'd think econ- like economists have this separate job market. You'd think they'd believe in the actual job market. I mean, I think this is actually the perfect. It was designed by economists to oh. be the most efficient kind of market oh, man. possible. Right? Oh, leave it to economists. I eh? mean, it's actually it's both kind of wonderful, but also just means it's a really intense month where you literally apply to like 100, 150 jobs. Wow. Some people apply to like 250 jobs if they're applying uh, out, outside North America. And it's uh, it's a really intense month where you're just submitting applications, getting your job market papers ready. I was also finishing up uh, a major prog- project that I'd been evaluating for the last four years. So, And then turning that into an academic paper all within the matter of two months. So wow. it's been a, a pretty crazy, pretty crazy two months. Um, but... We've made it through, and I think one of the You big, made it through. Well, I mean, uh, you were a big part of this, uh, so I I think the reason we wanted to talk about leaning on others is because I didn't lose my mind largely because I did lean on others where I could or when I needed to. Mm. So I think I'll, I'll make this clear a little at the beginning, is that there is a distinction between collaborating with people and asking for help. Yeah. So if we're, if we're talking about leaning on others and asking for help, 
this could be kind of interpreted as collaboration, but I think the important part of collaborating is that you're both working towards a common goal. So this would be more like working with somebody basically on a project together. Um, where co-authoring th- one of the papers. Yeah, co-authoring a paper is a good example of that where you would be collaborating. Very, very perfectly, perfect example of collaborating. Um, the other side is asking for help where you're personally working towards some kind of goal and you need somebody else's input, whether that's time, whether that's feedback, whether mm-hmm. that's any other kind of resource uh, towards working towards that goal or to supporting you working towards that goal. Hmm. So I think that's the big distinction is what the common objective is. If it's something you're personally working on or something you're working on as a group. So that's the distinction I think um, it's important to make at the beginning. So when you were entering into this busy time, did you have the awareness to structure things and to lean on others? Um, I think so. Mostly because... Oh, by the way, before I forget, then this is a bit of a tangent, but remember a lot of episodes ago where I mentioned, what's the name of that LaTeX editor? Overleaf. Yeah. So you mentioned Overleaf as one of your favorite productivity apps. And I I made the offhanded comment, if anybody actually uses uh, LaTeX (laughs) or Overleaf, please email me. And since that day... I think it was a year, year and a half ago, two years ago. I, I probably get an email every every couple of days just with some random person saying, by the way, Overleaf is the best or go Overleaf or <laughs> go late. I, I would officially like to apologize uh, to a- anybody, a- anybody who has ever used LaTeX, anybody who has ever used Overleaf. I am... I, I will never use this application problem. It, maybe, who knows? Maybe, maybe someday I'll be a, a PhD just like just like you're about to be, Arden. A doctor wife, I should say. Knock on wood. Yeah, knock on and bamboo is wood. I think that's a solid wood desk. But um, yeah, I'd like to officially apologize to all the academics out there. I was wrong, I was wrong, I was wrong, I was wrong. Uh, I don't know how to apologize for this, how to atone, and to never uh, receive an email about Overleaf ever again. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Oh yeah, Overleaf, sorry. Is the, Overleaf is the bomb, especially if you are collaborating or want feedback. Okay. And it has been my world for the okay. last two months. You've leaned on it. I Oh, oh very heavily. So <laughs> Overleaf has been my wheelhouse for the last two months. Um, but that said, so I mean, I think when we're talking about asking for help, the job market story that has happened in the last two months is a really good example of how I really couldn't have done it alone. And asking for help has made it manageable. And I think going back to your question about did I expect to ask for help or think about this ahead of time? I think the answer is yes, because so many people who've gone through this in the past have said, make sure you ask for help and like lean on others where you can. And a good example of that is other people in the PhD program. I mean, everybody in my cohort or most of the people in my cohort, uh, the people who started the PhD at the same time, are doing the exact same thing. We're mm. all going through this market together. Um, in a lot of cases, our fields are so different that we're not really competing with each other. So leaning on each other is so mutually beneficial that yeah. like knowing that somebody else is going through it with you is just the best kind of moral support. And getting help from from your other peers as you go through this has just been immensely Useful. Is there an econ word for that when uh, help is mutually beneficial? I don't know. Would this be like a non zero sum game? Oh, good God. I don't do game theory. This is probably a game theory thing. Um, I'm not a game theorist. Why did I marry an economist? For all the wonderful reasons that economists bring to the world. What? 
economists bring so many good things to the world. Like what? We'll do a whole podcast on how economic thinking is okay. useful in your daily We've life. We've been promising this episode for a while. I've been a little busy. You've been a little busy. So all that to say. Econ- do economists run the world? No, that's girls. Who, who, who run the world? Girl economists. Girl <laughs> lady economists. Yeah. All right. So when do we ask for help? Yeah. So this is a really good question. I think there are kind of two main trigger points that would make you realize or should in, initiate you to start asking for help. And, and this speaks to a topic that uh, that we talk about on the podcast is anticipating obstacles ahead of time. So if you see that two months from now, you have this busy period at the equivalent, whatever the equivalent of the job market is for you, maybe, well, the holidays are just around the corner, actually. Maybe that is, uh, that, that's something you'll need to lean on others for. So maybe that can precede uh, when we ask for help, anticipating these obstacles ahead of time. Yeah, this is something we definitely talked about together, that these two, per- two months would be a very stressful period for show and it wasn't a show but it was it was intense and mm-hmm. you have we already we talked about the fact that i'd probably need some help around the house um and this is a really good example of where i literally just couldn't do it myself and i didn't have time or mental capacity there was just n- no time at all yeah and i mean i'm not exaggerating like there really just wasn't time for things so um this is an area where i couldn't do myself and that would be a good trigger to ask for help so the first thing is if you can't do it yourself ask for help um, a good example of this is definitely the the house, taking care of the house yeah. and little chores around the house where I didn't have the bandwidth for that and I asked for your help on that. Um, and the second main or the second kind of trigger for asking for help is when somebody else can add something to what you're doing and it doesn't cost them a lot to do so. Mm. So in terms of like this, what? this might be like feedback. So a good example of in the job market I I I I leaned on my supervisor and my my advisors who are all amazing. Like yeah. I have such an awesome team of faculty around me that are yeah. really supporting me throughout this whole process. Um and they gave feedback on all of my papers. They they helped me navigate this really complicated job market where you have to submit all these literally hundreds of job applications that all include different research statements and teaching statements and CVs and getting input on all of those has been has added to the quality of what I'm submitting and also was just insanely helpful to get feedback on the process. So, yeah. And, you know, never underestimate how important you make somebody feel when you ask for their opinion about something. Pe- people love giving their opinions about things, especially if they don't have to do much work and that opinion takes advantage of their expertise. Uh, obviously, there's a line, you know, it can't ask just a stranger that, that you admire something for for feedback. But uh, in general, people love, they love giving feedback. And so if you need more data points for changes to make on a project, uh, for things that you might not have considered, for blind spots with a piece of work, that's a great avenue for identifying them uh, and using somebody else's knowledge uh, for uh, not not only to, to help them out and feel important and make a contribution, but also to make your contribution better too. Yeah, I think a, a really big part of asking for help is knowing when to ask for feedback. Getting feedback early, mm. getting feedback often will improve your work a lot more than laboring over something that you're doing all on your own and just trying to perfect and perfect and perfect without getting input from others. Yeah, um, I do think there's a caveat to that, though. You still need to do the work. You can't just email somebody <laughs> and say, hey, does this look right? I'd love to get your thoughts. Like, if You need to be very specific and respectful when you're asking for help about what you're looking for 
and making sure it's not a, a waste of those that person's time. Yeah. Um, so being mindful of when the right time to ask for help is, is a really, it's a delicate balance, but it's an important part of the process. Yeah. And it, it's been nice because I've been looking uh, back. It's been, I've actually enjoyed tidying up around the house and stuff. I, I have never listened to as many podcasts and audiobooks as over the last month or two, just kind of doing the, like just all, all kinds of stuff. Um, I, I feel men talk more after they do a chore oh, than, yeah. than a, a woman does. So I, I, I won't delve too deeply into that on the podcast. <laughs> what was that saying I came up with? Uh, I am man, hear me chore. Oh yeah. yeah. No, this is such a yeah. thing where... That, that'd be a good New York Times headline. I feel like this was an, an article in the New York Times. Yeah, but not with that great headline. Not, not with that banger of a headline. No, that is a good or an annoying uh, <laughs> headline <laughs> uh, as, as a woman who... Yeah, I think there, there are a lot of differences in how people tend to approach tours. Yeah, and and ask for recognition, <laughs> or of them don't ask for recognition publicly on a on a podcast. But but <laughs> in doing these chores, it's been fun to to reflect on how many times I've leaned on you in the past. Um, you know, we both have these periods where we need to kind of tilt in in the direction of our work, and I think that's that's part of the picture that some people miss when they talk about a work life balance. We, we constantly try to get them all in balance, but really, it's just striking a balance over time with how much how much time, attention, energy we spend in work and in life. Uh, there are times when work kind of consumes uh, me in in the best way you can possibly imagine. When I'm hunkering down on a book manuscript, when I have a big talk that I need to give, um, when when we're in editing mode for the manuscript, uh, when I have a period of really, really heavy travel and excitement all around for, for those different activities. But that's a definite time that I lean on you uh, for help. And so it's been really nice, I feel, after uh, so much time <laughs> of me leaning on you that I've, that I've been able to, uh, to give back. Oh, yeah. No, this, I think, is a really important part about asking for help to maintain a, a sort of work-life balance yeah. and within your household is, is, a, is a very good example of where you can ask for help. So what about when somebody doesn't have, when, when somebody doesn't feel they have somebody they can lean on? Yeah, I mean, if you live alone, there are lots of ways you can still lean on others to kind of maintain that balance even in your work-life balance. So, I mean, a good example of this is you can hire out help for very inex inexpensive hire ways. Hire out help. No, I mean, I'm talking like ordering food. Oh, okay. uh, you can get your groceries <laughs> delivered for... I don't know, what is it, like $7 a yeah, month? You can get all yeah. of your groceries delivered from Instacart, um, which is a fairly inexpensive way. And for us, I mean, we can get groceries from a grocery store that is cheaper because it's a little outside of our Yeah, that we would never go vicinity. to. Yeah, because yeah. we don't have a car. So, I mean, it does make our it overall grocery money. bill lower. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, I think there are ways that you can kind of alleviate some of these kinds of tasks that take up a lot of time when you are a little bit busier. So, mm -hmm. asking for help by... By hiring help in these kinds of inexpensive ways is definitely an option too. Or hiring a virtual assistant if you have the flexibility to do so, uh, they can kind of take the 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 parts of your work <laughs> that can be automated or delegated, and you can focus on the big stuff that you have to deliver. Uh, definitely an option that costs money, but uh, j just like uh, actually, some of these could save you money especially over the longer arc of time with hiring a, a virtual assistant. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, get creative, work within your budget and or within 
your resources to figure out where you can ask for help and how you can ask for help. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe that actually gives a a nice little segue to the last little bit we want to talk about, which is how to ask for help. And I think it's important that you don't just send emails to people thoughtlessly and say, hey, do you have any thoughts on this? I'd love your feedback. Like that's not specific. Do you mind taking a look at this 60-page paper? Yeah, that does not give good good help karma out into the world. No. So I think it's important to be specific um, unless you do have a kind of relationship with somebody where they're open to very open-ended um, feedback or, or ask, asks for feedback. But yeah, I think in general, be very specific, be respectful of people's time. I mean, if you, I mean, I did send a 60 page paper to my advisor and I, I made sure that it was as polished as possible so that I could only ask for help once. Like I don't want to mm. make somebody read a 60 page paper more than once, except you, because <laughs> you did read it twice. <laughs> I think three times actually. And you read the intro more than three times. So uh, other than your husband, who's very willing to do that, well, try to be very respectful, also, even of your husband's I also time. write and edit for a living. I'd be a fool not to not to do it. No, I am very lucky. I do have a, an author in house for that kind of thing. Yeah. but I think chief it's, author of the household. I don't know. My sixty-page paper is coming for you. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Watch out! <laughs> but I think it's very important to be very respectful of other people's time. Make sure things are polished. Make sure you're you're clear about what you're asking for. Um, and also develop relationships where you can lean on each other. Don't mm-hmm. just be a person that always asks for help and is not willing to give anything in return. Yeah. I think a good example of this is uh, on this job market. And I, I'm sorry to keep talking about it. It's just a good example. This of where, is your world right and now. And it's just a really good example this, of where... This in the podcast, obviously. <laughs> the five minute episode. But yeah. the job market is a good example of where asking for help makes things easier. And I, I think mm. um, one example of the leaning on each other and being kind of useful and offering help is with other students. I mean, I my colleagues have sent me their papers and I've sent them mine and we'll swap and give feedback on each other's introductions or mm. we'll give feedback on each other's uh, presentations and or even just moral support where we'll go for coffee or go for a walk when we're having a rough day because there have yeah. been those rough days. So I think making sure that if you're going to be asking for help, you're also willing to give help is an important part of the, of the process. And uh, I would also offer the idea that you shouldn't discount how great it feels to help somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, these days, especially, you know, we're staying inside more. We're not socializing as much as we used to. We're missing a lot of that human connection. And it, it's in our nature to help others. And our body rewards us, our mind rewards us whenever we help others with um, oxytocin, which is the chemical of connection. We we get a serotonin boost, which is that happiness molecule. It feels incredible to help others. Like sure, volunteering takes time for an example, but the boost you get the, out of that emotionally and just mentally is absolutely incredible. And so if, if there are opportunities to offer help, sure, it takes energy, and that's kind of the ironic part about helping is it requires energy, but you get so much more out of it than you put into it. And so that's that's something that I'd offer is there's a lot of people that are at capacity right now, or maybe some that are over capacity. There's a lot to process that's just happening around the world in the news, if, if that's something that you pay attention to, which it's kind of hard not to. And so there are people going through stuff in your life who you are uh, deeply connected to and finding a way to offer somebody help, sending a, a, you know, a coffee to their door from Uber Eats 
or cooking them, ma- making them a batch of cookies. You know, that person that lives upstairs that happens to be alone over the holidays, what, whatever it happens to be, um, finding a way to help other people. Do not underestimate the positive impact that can have and how much of a positive in- impact that can have on you, on your own, own mental health, how, you, how you're feeling. Uh, it feels incredible to help others, and people feel incredible when you help them. Uh, it's not about reciprocity. It's just about feeling good and, and putting good into the world, um, which we, we need. I love it. Good stuff. That's it. Ask for help when you need it. You can tell you ran the episode because um, we're 20 minutes in. And we've covered like a whole whack ton of stuff. So efficient. Mm-hmm. Good work. Because I'm an economist. You, you should, yeah. <laughs> it's very economical. <laughs> Word economy is what they call that. Sure. When, You're when, the uh, author. I, I wouldn't know. Yeah, I wouldn't know either. But <laughs> so, no, I kind of know, I guess. But I think that's a thing in comedy. Word economy. Uh, I don't know. Where you uh, get to a joke in the most succinct way, unlike what I'm doing right now with the outro. So finishing up, uh, becoming, no. (laughs) (laughs) Nailing it. (laughs) That's not the name of the show. Uh, Finishing up timeandattention.fm is where you can find the website for the podcast. You you can subscribe there if you want to. You don't have to. Leave a review of the show if you want. You don't have to. Uh, Share the show with a friend, but you don't have to. We're, We're just grateful to have you listening to time and attention. You know how much money that domain name costs? Domain names usually cost like 10 bucks. Timeandattention.fm costs like $90. Ooh, big spender. I think people are obligated to visit it because it costs so much. Sure. All right. Well, we hope you have a wonderful week. We'll see you in a couple Tuesdays. Oh, 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 we have a special uh, holiday episode. The second annual holiday episode. Yeah. All right. We'll see you then. Bye, everybody. Bye.